Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I think this would all be a lot easier um, on all of us if the good goofs that we were doing weren't hindered by my mute button. Great. That's all I'm saying. Great. I'm glad. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Two years into this podcast. Can and, you, you know, imagine? Still making the same old mistake. All right. Well, you know, we what? all are, we're all just trying to figuring it out, you know? Sure. That wasn't grammatically correct. Listen, it's That's been... fine. You know what? You're an English teacher and that's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nobody's nerfed. You know what I mean? Like, Ag- again, good. shaping the minds of our youth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Specifically with the English language and culture. I... But like, you know... <laughs> I got into my classroom today and the first thing that I did was I unpacked my Twilight books. So I mean, Fuck off! No, I'm not kidding. Fuck you. Fuck off! No, you fuck you! No, fuck you! Hey! No, fuck you! <laughs> I, I've never wanted to be in the same room and just fight you more. <laughs> like, my hands are up, they're ready, let's go! Well, if you weren't an actual Your classroom ghost, has your Twilight books in them? Mm-hmm. Fuck, why? <laughs> because middle schoolers have read we, Twilight. I'm not sure if you knew have that. We, have we learned nothing from this podcast, though? <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not going to... it's abusive garbage for young children to be reading? Yeah, I agree with that, but do you think I'm going to keep them on my coffee table and explain that? Yeah! <laughs> yes! That seems very much in your wheelhouse. You think I'm going to keep both sets that I have? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> You think I'm going to keep all five sets that I have <laughs> on my coffee table? <laughs> Build my coffee table out of Twilight you're, books? No, your coffee table is just Twilight memorabilia. <laughs> just glued together. <laughs> that would be horrific. Horrific. Yeah, what if when I release my apartment tour on Patreon, <laughs> just like, hey guys, welcome to my apartment. It's just all like red and black and just all vampires and stuff. Like, yeah. And just... then you open the door to your bedroom and it's the red room. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like uh, a mirror on a ceiling, it's just like a giant tapestry of Edward Cullen. What I would give, honestly. If it was no, just I hate that you're Rosalie toying with this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Just every morning, just tap it on the way to my closet. Like, thank you. <laughs> just bless me. It's like that Simpsons episode, like, do it for her. But it's Oh, my God. <laughs> if what I would give, I would print that out. I would blow it up, put it on my whole wall in my living room. I'd make a billboard out of it. I would. I would print them out as holiday cards and give them to all of my neighbors. It would be so good. Um, yeah. Speaking I get it. of that, because that is the biggest mood. So I think, I don't know if I mentioned it last weekend during our podcast, but I went to go see the Panic at the Disco concert. 
between uh, last episode. The 17-hour experience. <laughs> the, the Truly the experience. And I've never seen an experience that better explained my identity and my sexuality more than... <laughs> There, then twofold of an experience. One, when Haley Kiyoko just started grinding on stage and then suddenly transitioned into playing the drums, which I didn't know she could do. And I was just, <laughs> my jaw fell to the floor. Um, and yeah. I was just like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, hello. And then there was a part where Brennan Yuri was up on this like floating platform as you do, because <laughs> hi, welcome to a Panic at the Disco concert. Yeah, yeah. And then he made this face of like, hmm, and was just like kind of contemplative. And he looked down at the microphone that he had in his hand, and then he just backflipped. Um, wow. And I've never, and that was it. That was my, <laughs> that was my identity in two experiences. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, this, this event was made for me, I think. <laughs> so, first day of school. Your, your new kids come in, like, what's up, everyone? I'm Allie. I'm your super cool teacher. You stand on the desk and just do a backflip off of it. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, just like shurikening <laughs> your, like, Twilight books. <laughs> For real. Student. Yeah, they're going to be like, um, hi, Miss Johnson, what did you do this summer? And I'd be like, that's a fantastic <laughs> question, Jeremy. I went to the gayest concerts this summer. What did you do? <laughs> Beat that, Jeremy. <laughs> I love how we only shit on Jeremy. Like, it's just Jeremy. Jeremy's the only name. <laughs> oh, you only played Fortnite this summer, Jeremy? <laughs> all of my faves had pride flags slathered all over their bodies, so... That's true. And that was your whole summer, too, because A, Harry Styles, Janelle Monet, and then this gay-ass concert. For real. Like, literally all of them. Janelle Monet covered in pride flags. Harry covered yep. in pride flags. Brett and Yuri, naked, on stage, covered in pride flags. <laughs> like, as that concert went on, I thought, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he'll pause for costume changes. It'll be great. Nope. He just progressively got more and more naked. It was... It just I was unsurprised. <laughs> as the night went on. So, hi. Welcome to my brand. Um, and also, hi. Welcome to Into the Twilight. Welcome. <laughs> How are you welcome, doing, welcome, Cody? Welcome. I'm good, you know? Are you it's, still eating some tort? I'm still eating some tort. Uh, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I made some tortellini before recording. Um, no. And then Allie thought it was a great idea to just call it tort. <laughs> and now I can't stop laughing. <laughs> you know, famous for their shape tape and their fantastic <laughs> food, tort. <laughs> you know, the vegan classic, tort. <laughs> Uh, Hi, yeah. this episode's sponsored by Tort. <laughs> Although, this isn't vegan at all because it's three cheeses. Ooh. Ooh. That Ooh. would make me break out on one spot of my chin that sure. always, you know those pimples that hurt? You know those deep, yeah. those deep boys? Um, like, Fuck you. Don't, t- don't test me. <laughs> yep. The ones that you want to pop, but they're too deep that you just can't. Nope. Risky business. Yep. You can't do it. Hi, this episode is sponsored by Deep Pimples. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you keep oh. touching and it just makes it worse because you keep spreading yeah. oils onto your face. Yeah, hey guys, stop it. Stop touching your pimples. Stop touching your face, please. With your greasy ass hands, stop. <laughs> 
put them away. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and use your hands to drink water. Don't touch your face. Yeah. Learn from me, please God. Thank you. Please God. In other news, thank you for asking how I'm doing. When I turned <laughs> my car on today and plugged my phone in and opened up the music app on my iPhone, the Ying Yang Twins started playing, so that's where I'm at today. Yeah, that's definitely a mood. I didn't realize that I still had the Ying Yang Twins on my phone from <laughs> middle school, but, you know, hey, that's where I'm you at. Know, songs from your middle school iTunes library always just, they find a way, you know? They'll make it through everything, even though you don't select them, and you don't sync them up, and you think you deleted them. They'll they'll peep their head. Could you do me a favor, please, and thank you, yep, and sad. find one from your library right now? Um, I would, but I have a new computer that's not a Mac, and I don't have that backup on this computer at the moment. I mean, that sounds really embarrassing for you, personally. Um, I, I, I use Spotify. I don't know what the fuck to say i have the last time i probably opened itunes was like three years ago yikes well then i will find one for you the first one that i scrolled to on my itunes was you know the real classic from 2008 titled lolly lolly pop that body by three six mafia i love it um can i ask you what the first album you ever purchased was Ooh, that's a fantastic question i have a whole playlist, you know, because iTunes does that, um, <laughs> where they make that playlist of everything that you purchased on sure, there. Sure, And it looks like, in a shocking turn of events to absolutely no one, um, it would be High School Musical. Yep, yeah. Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> um, quick, followed quickly by um, the Sugar Hill Gang's um, Apache. And then, great. Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, um, and then all of the Twilight Piano series and Maroon yeah. Five because I have not changed in a decade. Yeah, um, yeah. And Maroon Five's got to be up there on the list of like albums I purchased early on, at least on iTunes. Yep, I listen to all of those regularly, which yep. is embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When they write in your middle school yearbook, uh, don't change, one, definitely do, <laughs> but I apparently listened to that advice, so no. yikes. So that's where I'm at. I will say that the first album I remember buying, like, physical CD. Yes. Was Oh Aaron by Mr. Aaron Carter. <laughs> oh my Christ. I fucking listened to that shit. And that and probably, uh, Hilary Duff, I don't remember which album, but the black and white one. Yep. I don't remember what it's called, but it has Mr. James Dean on it, which is a bop still. Yes. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I listened to those two. I think those at one point were the only two things on my iPod, and I just listened to it back to back, like on long bus rides to school or whatever. It would just be that. Or like road trips. That was it. That's so good. The I, There were two CDs that I remember buying that I listened to exclusively. What? Um, exclusively <laughs> on my CD player um, before I had an iPod. One, um, and this will surprise absolutely nobody, but I was hardcore obsessed with A-teens. Wow. To the point where, like, I would fall asleep to their music. So I was obsessed wow. with ABBA from the get-go. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, yes to that one. I also had 
I don't, I couldn't tell you which number it was, but I had one now CD that I listened to. So yikes. But the first yeah. CD that I remember like going in and purchasing, cause I, I got like a lot of them, but the first one I remember going in and purchasing was because I had a crush on a boy that loved 50 cent. So I went into a music store and purchased a CD from 50 cent. The one that had candy shop in it. Yeah, of course. As of you course. do. So yikes. Uh, I, listen, we're going on a bit of a tangent, and that's fine. <laughs> it's, it But listen, I do, because this is worth it. Because I also remembered back in the CD player days, um, I had the Shark Tale movie soundtrack. Now tell me everything. And I'm looking at this track list, and it's a very good album. Because <laughs> we got Car Wash by Christina Aguilera. Amazing. Elliot. We got Got To Be Real, Will Smith and Mary J. Blige. We got Gold Digger, Ludacris Bobby, oh V and my Fate. God. We got We Went As Far As We Felt Like, The Pussycat Dolls. This we got is... Sweet Kind of Life, Cheryl Lynn. It's the best album. This is a Top very to good soundtrack. I was it's about good. to clock you, but this is no, so you good. Can't. This this soundtrack is unclockable. <laughs> now, now, here's a fucking thing that I didn't realize until right now. What's Hans Zimmer composed Shark Tale? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Dude, Hans Zimmer composed every movie. That's it. Oh my god. Everybody was on this soundtrack. Jojo? Yes. Alright. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Now, quick pivot. For the patrons, <laughs> do you guys want us to watch Shark Tale? <laughs> Please, God. Because I can't well, tell you the last time. The only thing I remember about Shark Tale is the car wash scene. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, I think the cops don't. <laughs> I think they hate that we're talking. This idea is too good. They they're coming for us. I think I think that we're on someone's brand right now, and we oh they don't like it. I get it. That's fair. So speaking about returning to our brand, though, we do have a couple of current events. Yes. So here's the thing. I am in the process of still unpacking my apartment. So again, if you hear some echoing, there aren't things on my walls. Okay. So chill. <laughs> If you want, if you're bothered by it, come unpack for me. All right. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'll make you some dinner. Like I'd really appreciate it. Um, you're just using this to recruit help. <laughs> please God. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: I'm in the process of unpacking. I'm thinking about packing up my stuff again and moving back to Oregon because <laughs> the infamous Twilight House, aka Bella Swan's house, is up for sale, and. As I think that was mentioned um, on Twitter when I went there for 4th of July, and kind of I've talked about this with our, our patrons too, my boyfriend grew up in St. Helens where this was filmed, so I, I've been there quite recently. Um, and this house is the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is four bedrooms, two bathrooms, 2,500 square feet. It doesn't look that big when you're like looking at it head on, but yeah, she thick. <laughs> and for it to be that infamous, it's really not that expensive. Like, I would have expected the price point to be, bit like, more. Yeah, I thought it would have been, like, a million-dollar house or something. For real. But, yeah, so it's here. Bella's house is up for yeah. sale, and I'm very curious who's going to get it next. Come get her. Please, one of us, please, take her to What if it's her. that fucking, the fucking Big Bang Theory dude where it just becomes a full circle? Oh like, or my Morris. god. <laughs> we just keep passing the torch to <laughs> That would be wild. I would lose my mind. That would be A+. 
Um, yeah. Could you do me a favor? If you can even access J14, um, <laughs> <laughs> if they will even let you, could you do Yeah, me? they got some pretty strict cops uh, on the homepage. That's true. They are very much locked down. Could you Absolutely. tell me what news we found on J14 this week? Yeah, unfortunately, we have to go to J14 this week. Uh, but we found out that our girl, Renezme. Yes. Is in the fucking Nutcracker Disney movie. Like, live-action, fancy-ass Disney movie. Hell yeah. And she looks great. She's glowing. Yes. She's, you know, not a not a baby, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, I... Mackenzie Foy looks like she hasn't grown at all. She is no, gonna be one still... of those, like, eternally youthful people. Yeah, her skin will be so good forever, I think. I'm very eager to see how this goes. Yeah. I am very curious about this movie. One, because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. What are your opinions on the Nutcracker? Uh, I I don't think I... I don't have any opinions, really. I did it in, like, second or third grade, like, at my school play, and that was basically it. Yes. Okay. The actual play itself like the ballet and stuff i'm fine with the 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 literal nutcrackers like the chompy chomps oh uh -uh. the the dudes yeah Mm -mm. why are you you afraid they're cryptids what's up yes (laughs) did you not see santa claus did you not watch the santa claus Uh, yeah i mean i didn't take everything in that movie to heart necessarily well why didn't you do that i mean Tim Allen is in that movie, so that's I mean, a big true. reason why. That's a big reason why. I mean, hey, I mean, true, you're right. Yeah. Um, but listen. I don't think my core beliefs could be changed by something that Tim Allen is in, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, rude, because, I mean. What? Come on. Well, listen, he was in Toy Story, so, whoa. Oh, that's fair. Okay, sure, sure. Sure. Like, we don't... Listen. Hey. Listen. <laughs> we don't have Fine. to talk about Tim the Tool Man, Taylor. But we can talk about no, we don't, Tim we don't have Toy to talk Story. About Tim the Tool Alan. Man. The last man standing, Taylor. Exactly. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. But we can talk about Tim Toy Story, Alan. And we can talk about Tim Galaxy Quest, Alan. Oh. I could talk about Tim Galaxy Quest, Alan. For my whole life. That's what I'm saying. Forever. That's Forever. what I'm saying. I would rather talk about Sigourney Weaver, though, but and also everyone else in that movie. But Agreed. I will talk about Tim as well. If All right. Be. It's what I'm saying. So, okay. yes, Nutcrackers. I'm scared of them. I don't trust them. <laughs> That's your new Christmas card. It's just you fighting a Nutcracker. <laughs> I'm going to punch a <laughs> Nutcracker. I'm going to kick its ass. Fuck, you, like, kick it. Yeah, you just kick it into, out of frame. Show his boss. Yeah. I'm going to kick its ass. I'm going to kick all of their asses. You know? I, I You shouldn't be allowed in, like, a Target or, like, a, a Michael's in during, ho- like, the holiday season. Just because you would just destroy property. <laughs> There's just a sign on F.A. Schwartz, like, no, don't <laughs> let her in. Hey, stop. <laughs> There's some big yeah. ones in here. We don't want you fucking with them. Hey, speaking of fucking, um... We hey. have a Metro article hey, 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 hey. that came out that we should talk about. Yeah. Um, 
So it came out this past week, written by Rebecca Reed, and the title is What Does It Mean to Be Submissive? Great. Great. So we talk a lot about these shitty books, and they don't really define or represent the BDSM community in a great way. So if you want to read more about this, like, community, this is a start. Um, One thing to keep in mind about this article is it it still uses binary language. So, like, keep that in mind. This is not a... I wouldn't say that this is, like, the best resource to start um, by any means, but it's something that just came up in our Daily Digest, um, specifically Mm -hmm. because the fact that it mentions Fifty Shades of Grey. So yeah, there's a really good part at the bottom where it's like it's more common to keep the dominant submissive also in the bedroom or specific periods of time rather than living the lifestyle 24/7 as it can be difficult to sustain a relationship with an inherent imbalance especially if you have a family. Mm-hmm. Which I think is important to know in terms of re uh 50 shades of gray cuz it's like they're trying to live that life 24 fucking 7 when it's like really Enforcing that kind of power balance and power structure, like, in regular life is very difficult and also very uncommon. Right. In, like, BDSM. Agreed. Yes. So, it's, I think it's a good place to start. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Since I would definitely not consider myself an expert in this field by any sense of the word. Yeah, right, right, Um, right, right. And so I think if that is, it's a place to start, for sure. So, good on them. Great. Yay. We have a question <laughs> this yeah, week. Um, would you like to read it? I would love that. Thank you. Um, someone asked us, or someone, I guess, noticed that uh, they always internally refer to the this iteration of the book, also known as Fifty Shades Darker, uh, as Fifty Shades Deeper, which is a missed opportunity for the franchise. Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts? That's very good. I love it. (laughs) It's very good. Is it? Fifty Shades Danker. Nope. Mm -mm. Oh. (laughs) All right. (gasps) Cody, play with me in the space. (laughs) Cody, play with me. (laughs) Um, Fifty Shades... Nope. Fifty Shades Snoper. Fifty Shades Snoper. Yeah, that's the best one, I think. You know, I'm I'm wondering if there's a point where there are guns. <laughs> okay, that's it all could I could think about. Fifty Shades Danger? Question Ooh. Ooh. For real, that's all I could think about when I was reading today. So I was like, is it <laughs> going to open with guns? <laughs> yes. So, Fifty Shades mm-hmm. Dicker. Nope. Great. Nope, no, no you, no, you have to stick with this. This is it. You've said it. I'm a wordsman. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Alex, yes. English teacher, forming the minds of our youth. <laughs> I, I just want everyone to know that. All right. <laughs> Thank Shaping you for... the next wave. <laughs> yes, I make waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yikes. Should we get into Fifty Shades Deeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just call it that, please, and thank you. No, we can't. All right, <laughs> All right. well, Fifty Shades Broodier it is. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Fifty Shades Angstier? Whatever. And All right. none of this matters because the book already sucks. It's, it's the worst. Okay, so we get a prologue 
and it's awful. It's all, yep, yeah. If this is any, if this prologue is any indication to what, is there two books now from Christian's perspective? I, I do a quick Google. Because I know there's, like, gray. There's, yeah, there's gray. Um, I really just typed in the fucking word gray and thought I was going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. You done did it. Great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so there's gray and then there's darker. So it's the second. <sighs> so yeah, now there's two. God, we're really gonna have to see this one through, huh? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so if this prologue is any indication to the fuckery that we're going to read, it's a hard pass for me. Yeah, that's a hard limit. <laughs> yeah, for real though. This is awful. Yeah, and it's, it's really bad. It's what, a page, maybe? It's like a paragraph, really. Yeah, it's it's the worst. The best way I can summarize it is it's it's a nightmare of Christians from when he's younger, when his mom is like all drugged up, and he refers to the person who's about to abuse him um, later on in this chapter as his mom's like pimp. Yeah, a pimp. Yeah, and he is just like having this nightmare flashback to when he's about to be abused by this man. Yep. And so he wakes up from the nightmare and he's like, ooh, (laughs) yikes, my gags. Ooh. And that's kind of where this book starts. So like great start, Great start, great start. Really easing into it. (laughs) If you weren't remembering how much of the trauma that Christian has, this is just like a very much like a hard slap in the ass of like, hey, it's here. Oh, welcome back, baby. So, Buckle up. Welcome back. Yes. Um, so chapter one starts. And I think the thing that I didn't realize going into this, because I, I didn't know anything about this. I think there was a lot that I knew about Fifty Shades of Grey. Everything else from moving forward, I, I know nothing about from our society. But I did not realize that this book starts off anyway as like new moon of just yeah. like <laughs> just emo town usa yeah and i i i can't say that i'm surprised but i'm yeah. still annoyed by it so chapter one starts anna is at her job it's supposedly the third day since she broke it off with him there's a lot of like business business on her end of things yeah. And all Anna can do is cry. Cry because she doesn't have a car anymore. Cry because she refuses to eat and she's like grieving, right? Um, And she doesn't have an appetite and stuff. Um, And this is her first like breakup, basically. Yeah. And she's like going through it really hard and like, you know, doesn't know how to process all these emotions. It's totally normal. And also, she doesn't Um, have a car, which sucks. (laughs) Which totally sucks. To be fair, she lives in downtown Seattle, so I don't know what the fuck she would need a car for, but still. Um, Anyway, she gets a delivery of two dozen white roses, um, because E.L. James wants you to remember the color white so much. (laughs) Um, Do you get it? It's because she's pure and innocent and virgin-like. Do you get it? Yep. Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that this is on white shoulder? paper? 
<laughs> yep. Um, so it's from Christian Shocker to literally nobody. Um, he leaves this kind of sterile message of like, hey, it was your first day of work. Also, I know your social security number. Um, and <laughs> also, I never stopped watching you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I'm collecting your dead skin cells from this paper. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I can call um, you at any time and steal your identity. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm building a part of you in the red room right now. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, yes. She is like, ugh, I, Ed, but, um, she tries to go to sleep, can't do it. Tries to listen to music, can't do it. Um, you know, like, first breakup stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's Wednesday now, um, she gets an email from Christian, and she's like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Stop. Um. Leave me alone. Right, exactly. Um. He reminds her that Jose's gallery opening is the next day, and he not so subtly reminds her that she doesn't have a car. So what a dick sucks for her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There is a a point in this little scene where E.L. James reminds you that apparently either she is British or Anna has been reading too much British literature recently because she's like, Anna says, I clutched my forehead. Why hasn't Jose phoned? Come to think of it, why hasn't anyone phoned? Um, why is nobody phoning me? Like, Good heavens. I haven't been phoned in days. Like, um, who is yeah. this person? When did she become, like, a fucking distinguished aristocrat <laughs> like, with a petticoat and <laughs> a butler? For real. Like, what happened? It's just in this part. Like, what happened to your editors that all of a sudden you were like, oh, yeah, this <laughs> makes sense for her character? I mean, I feel like if after Fifty Shades of Grey, they just stopped caring. They're like, you know what? We could put anything on these pages and it will still make millions of millions of dollars. Yep. So whatever. How fast it. can phoned? we get this out? Who cares? A 21-year-old woman has never said phone in her life. But you know what? Yep. Fine. Let's do it. Whatever. Yep. They have nothing else to live for. <laughs> for real. They decide to go to Jose's gallery together because that's not the worst idea that's ever happened. Um, Bitch, can you not find any other way to get there? Really good idea, Anna. Living in downtown Um, Seattle, you got no other options? Fuck you. Yep, Yep, there's definitely not an Amtrak that takes you right down. There's definitely not a Bolt bus that gets you right downtown. Nope, nope, nope. No. No one's been able to travel to those two places except for Christian Grey's car. That's it. Yep. Um, (laughs) So the next day comes, and Anna's boss wants to take her out for drinks, and she's like, hmm, that's normal, right? I don't know how to deal with this. How do human? But then she kind of shrugs it off. She gets into Christian's car, and the first thing that Christian does is just, like, growls at her about, one, losing weight, because great introduction, really way to set the mood, Christian. And when was the last time that she ate? And she, like, hasn't even sat down in his car yet. 
really, <sighs> Christian, we need to work on your people skills, like, the, so much. Um, it's apparently in the past, like, five days, she's lost about five pounds, um, which, to be fair, is a lot um, in, a, in a short amount of time, but also not something that you just bring up to someone. So Christian is the worst. Yep. Um, you don't just bring up weight to people. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. Especially after a breakup. Did you fucking think? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's not, that's not things that you just do. Um, especially because he's, he's very much oscillating between this thing of like, you've lost at least five pounds. Just eat something to being like, oh, I miss you. Um, it's. I, this was, like, the saddest part I've, I've ever felt in while reading these books because she's, like, she leans his head, her head against him and is, like, this is home. Like, this is, like, I know what he smells like. This is everything I love. Like, I like this smell. I love Christian. All these things. And I'm, like, this is literally called being in a system of abuse. Like, yep. this is what, like, you were just going back into the cycle and, like, knowing what's familiar and creating what's familiar and all that stuff and not realizing how shitty... He is. Even after he fucking berated you five, 45 fucking seconds ago. Like, uh, Yep. Ma'am. It's please. the worst. Please. Especially. Be better. Do better for you. Especially because of the fact that she doesn't know. Um, right. And it, it kills me that she. Yeah. And that he is intentionally choosing someone. Like, he's. He became more attracted to her when he, he found out that she was a virgin. When he yep. found out that she hadn't been in a relationship before. Like, yep. preying on because those... Because that makes her easy to prey on. Yep. yep. Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> Gross. It's just... Yeah, there's so many red flags. Um, and not red flogging flags, but just like, please run away no. flags. Um, yeah, get... Scram. Get out of <laughs> Hey, leave. <laughs> Swipe or no swiping? Shoot. <laughs> I want to see you around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the, so they get into an elevator and you, hey, them and elevator. I'm so <laughs> pissed. I'm so pissed. I just. It's comical at this point. Like, Gila James has to be doing this as a joke at this point, right? Like, there's no way. She keeps writing elevator scenes where they're, like, so horny. <laughs> you I know just... what I I'm worried that they have, do, do both of them have, like, pacemakers or something? Where they're, like, <laughs> sensitive to electricity or, like, static oh, or something? Because they, they fucking get in these elevators and they're just buzzing with, like, sexual energy. They are rock hard <laughs> the second they press that fucking button. I don't understand. It's the weirdest it thing. It happens every time. I don't get it. I... And the most confused. They decide to fly to, you know, not in a helicopter, but just fly um, <laughs> to yeah. Portland. Um, and apparently, so Christian does this thing where he gets into the helicopter and he's like, we've chased the dawn, Anastasia, now the dusk, rah, rah, rah. And Anna just, like, passes out from <laughs> sexual energy. She thinks this is the, like, the sexiest thing that's ever happened. And I was honestly baffled because I was, I thought it was really ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. No. Nope. But she thinks it's super romantic and loves yeah. it. And I'm just very confused by the whole thing. They have, 
the weirdest small talk as they get there. And then as soon as they are driving to the gallery, they start to like get into a like a pseudo fight. They try to have like a deeper conversation on their way there. And then yeah. <laughs> Christian is like, let's just not do this now. Because <laughs> it's not convenient for him. Um, right. Cause, it's like, oh, you have things you want to say to me? Nah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually want feedback. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. No criticism. No thanks. I'll pass, actually. Um. So they get to this gallery. And apparently everybody who knows Anna knows that she's lost weight. Because Jose gets there and he's like, oh my god. Again, no. Don't do Stop. this. She already looks a mess. And he's like... Yo, you good? Right. <laughs> like, stop. Just stop. She's like, she's basically seconds away from crying at any given moment. Yeah. No, thank you. Just don't comment. Just don't. She's working it out. She's making it work. She's figuring it out. Yep. There's apparently a journalist there from a publication known as the Portland <laughs> Prince with a Z. <laughs> and I wanted to throw my Kindle at this point because... Sorry, what? It's it's pretty horrible. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. So this gallery, lots of photos. Some have colors, some don't. Wow, really great. We find out... Yell James doesn't know how to write about anything. Nope. And specifically does not know how to write about art? Question mark? Yep, I don't... She literally <laughs> says the line, what is the actual phrase? Because it's the most buckwild thing I've ever read in my life. They are both monochromes and colors. Full sentence. That's it. That's it. I don't know if she's ever seen a gallery <laughs> in her life. I don't think she's seen a photograph before. <laughs> I, have you ever referenced a black and white photograph as a monochrome? Ever? Nope. No. Nope. Nuh-uh. She's just like, I know Greek and Latin stems. <laughs> Like, okay, great. <laughs> I fucking brag about it. <laughs> I know, goddamn. So we find out later that some of these photos that have been blown up onto canvas are Anna's, um, specifically candidates of hers. And this is the part where Christian gets all broody more than usual. It's the fucking worst. He's the worst. And what is it that he does that is the worst, Cody? He buys all of them because he doesn't want anyone else to look at her in, like, their dining room or living room or whatever the fuck in their home. Yep. Fuck out of here, Christian. He specifically says, quote, I don't want some stranger ogling you in the privacy of their home. I almost, I was reading this on my computer. I almost just threw it out the window. <laughs> it's <laughs> the whole thing. The grossest thing I've ever heard. And she, and I, I relate to the action of her doing this because I think that there are a lot of people that respond this way in like awkward uh -huh. situations where she's like pervert and she like smiles at him to kind of like ease some of the tension. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I didn't, I think that there are some people who may have read this and gotten angry at her. Sure. But I think that there, there are a lot of people who are taught to do this, right? This is a survival tactic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially because, you know, you're in public and those kinds of things. Um, yeah. And as people who have been in abusive situations may know, the more you act out in public, the worse it is in private. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, this was, it was gross. 
he's doing the whole thing of like he says something like you look very relaxed in these photos i don't see you like that very often <laughs> oh i wonder why um christian but maybe because the most tense motherfucker on the planet for real there's one thing that he's that Anna actually says though that I think is important. She she goes on about saying like it's really confusing being with you. And she says yeah. like you want you don't want me to defy you, but then you say you like my smart mouth and she's mm-hmm. she's finally addressing some of these contradictions that Christian yep. has, which I think is important. Um yep. But then they he wants her to leave and it becomes like a very quick thing. It's becoming very clear how much of a switch E.L. James has made in Christian's behavior. Like, it becomes... I I do think that his abusive tactics were quite overt in the first book. Mm -hmm. um, But they have kind of gone up a notch in this book now. So, she goes and and hugs Jose goodbye. And in kind of an intentional way, when she hugs Jose, she, like, puts her arms around him. And Christian, she can see, is, like, really pissed about this. Fuming. Um, and yikes. So. And he, like, puts it on her being like, oh, yeah, I was mad because you're leading him on. And, like, whatever. It's like. I know. It's. You don't care a- about that. You don't care about Jose. You've never cared about Jose. Especially because I think it was in this chapter, too, that he wouldn't call him by his name. Yeah, he was, like, the boy. <laughs> yeah, it was so patronizing. Uh, Can we just take a minute? Jose's made some mistakes, sure. Yes. But in general, great dude. I'm a fan. He was very sweet. He's been doing some great things. He's really like not Jose. a Jacob at all. No, no. He's just trying to live his life. Yeah. He's, he's a great, he seems like a great dude. I'd take Jose over Jacob any day of my life real and that's hard for me to say and that's the tea and that's the tea yeah i mean he's a really like bland character yeah i mean listen he's just i mean i guess it's it's (laughs) it's not the greatest compliment but he's not he's you know the least offensive character in this fucking saga and he's like whenever he's there i'm like okay this is fun like i'm this is fine Mm -hmm. i'm not like hating myself reading agreed um as soon as Anna and Christian leave and, like, walk down the street. Of course, Christian's jealousy, like, overtakes him. Um, And he just starts kissing her and being like, you are mine. Rah, rah, rah. To the point where it makes Anna feel compelled to apologize, which she has nothing to apologize for. He starts talking about how, like, he just likes control so much and he doesn't know what to do because she just doesn't follow his rules all the time brar uh, and that's just kind of where this chapter ends of him being like come on we need to go talk and you need to eat brar Ugh. gross so chapter two the thing that and i think i wrote this down in our notes too um they go to this what seems like just a fine restaurant <laughs> um <laughs> and christian is just so pissed this whole time <laughs> it's like fuck this place yeah and it just seems like fine like it seems well lit and well decorated and the staff seems fine and christian's just like i hate this place i hate all these people (laughs) this wine sucks whatever (laughs) and he goes in and the first thing he does is he looks at the waitstaff and he's like i don't have time for this i just need to order 
Um, and he orders for Anna. And I think we mentioned this in the first book, too, that she's mentioned before that she doesn't mind being ordered for. Yeah. But, like, don't assume that for people. Also, like, read the room a little bit. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't seem to be really into it right now. Exactly. In general. Yes. So pump the brakes. Stop being the worst person. Um, Ever thought of that? Ev- please. Like, think about it for just a moment. Just like a second. Um, I was confused. I think I forgot this since our last re- reading, which was literally not that long ago. But they <laughs> they love the word moot, and I forgot that. It keeps happening. I don't, they're just pretending. And like, people. hey, it's a fun word, sure. We have a good time saying it. Is it just because they want to say toot? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's it. <laughs> Why are they so afraid to say toot? <laughs> <laughs> you just have like a megaphone. It's like, the people need to know. I want. They just want to say toot. <laughs> Christian, get on this table right now and say I want to toot. You should be free to say toot if you want to say toot. <laughs> Yeah. This is my platform. Yeah. I'm running for president. <laughs> my name is Anna Steele, and I believe <laughs> that you can say too, wherever you want. That's all I have to say to Don't let anyone tell you any different. <laughs> Just someone stands up on their chair too, like, fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, that would be good. I would be really happy if that's how the scene went. But it doesn't. It just gets worse. Um, so, they're waiting for food, and... It gets into serious conversation time because Christian finally asks. He's been like, you're upset because of last time. And he, this is not, okay, just for reference, folks, um, this is not how you apologize. He says. No, nope. He says, quote, you're upset because of what happened last time. I behaved stupidly and you, so did you. Why didn't you safe word, Anastasia? <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem here. Yep. That's that's it. Yep. And this is the thing that's so important. And this is what I think is why this is not a true BDSM relationship. Is the fact that she finally communicates the fact that she was so overwhelmed that she forgot the safe word. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not, that should not be on, that should not be happening. No. You were not in a good place if that is what's happening. Exactly. Right. But then she feels guilty. She's like, oh, man, if only I didn't forget, maybe would have avoided all of this. It's like, no. Nope. This, like, made you realize some shit and see shit outside of your bubble that you were inside, like, with Christian. Like. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. Um, And so they're having this rough conversation, something that would naturally make someone anxious and maybe lose their appetite and yet here he wants her to like eat this huge meaty like dense meal um to the point where he's threatening her to eat it in front of him and to do so quickly and that is a lot of pressure for someone yeah it's not very fair um and uh, it's just annoying they decide to move to a different location and have continue this conversation in the car. 
One of the things that I found very weird about this is the fact that apparently during all of these conversations that they've been having in the car, Taylor's been wearing headphones throughout all of those. Um, <sighs> Noise-canceling headphones, which just seems very dangerous to me. Yeah, it's like, sir, please. Like, don't do that, ever. Um, no. So they're in the car. They're having. They're continuing this conversation, and Christian finally asks Anna... Do you want a regular vanilla relationship with no kinky fuckery at all? A real ass sentence. A real sentence that came out of this book was that. This, yeah. And, wow. Yep, thank you, E.L. James, for that. Yeah. Um, And Anna kind of says no. Like, she, I mean, as we've kind yeah. of seen throughout some of these sex scenes like she does kind of she likes some of the kinks there but not right. the way that Christian kind of executes them um and so she she mentions mentions that here of like I mean I like some of this but your intentions for doing that are not great yeah um and they go on this weird thing of him being like, I have a dark soul, rah, rah, rah. Uh, wah, wah, wah. And it was so like, hi, Edward Cullen, welcome back to this story. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Yep, it was <laughs> We've gross. been waiting. We set a table and everything for you. Yep. Um, so they, they kind of decide and like accept this proposition of like, no rules, no punishments. Um, but it, in what way would that ever be something that you could trust? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, especially because as, as Anna mentioned so many times, like she likes sleeping with Christian. She likes holding him and being held by him and touching is still something that is like off the table for him. Yep. Like, they still have so much that they cannot compromise on. So, yikes. <sighs> Anyways, they keep driving home. She falls asleep. They, she decides to just, leave, like, drop her off at her apartment um, because he's not going to have her stay at his place for the reason that, quote, so that next time we make love, you're going to have to tell me exactly what you want in fine detail. So they're actually going to try communicating now. Thank God. Finally, finally, finally. Yeah. Um, when Anna gets home, there is an iPad. I can't... None of this makes any sense. Yep. So it's a box that has her old... Not old, but like her MacBook Pro, the BlackBerry... Yep. And an iPad that with a note on it that it's a, the iPad is a glorified mixtape. Yeah, it's this. This is like a five hundred dollar mixtape. Yes. So obviously the iPad has some apps on it. So he loaded like he preloaded some of these apps that he thinks she would like, um, assuming apparently that she wouldn't know how to use an iPad. But could you please tell me what you thought about all of the songs that he included on here, please and thank you. I, before I do that, because I have a lot of feelings about that, I do want to point out that he made the lock screen a photo he took of the, like, model 
whatever yes. thing that he made that Anna gave him. I just like I think I sure it's a little sweet or whatever. It's like oh he cares he he did the thing even though whatever, but he like he made it took a photo and made it the background of this iPad. It's a lot. It's probably the ugliest looking background ever. Agreed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these songs are so much. Um. And the fact that she read into "Try" by Nelly Furtado. Oof so heavily it's like oh this means he's gonna try this relationship and he's gonna try to make it work knowing that this playlist was made before they had that conversation this was just him trying to get her into his pants like yep. <laughs> i don't i don't understand hard pass um hard pass i was trying to parse through any sort of continuity that could be happening in this playlist. <laughs> none. There's none. N- none continuity. There's no mood. There is no vibe. It's all just like a, a fucking scattered dartboard that he's just throwing shit into. Yep. And picking songs at random. Yeah, I... The only ones that I think... I mean, there is, like, Snow Patrol on here, which, wow. Um, sure, pandering. Yeah. yeah, her favorite band, apparently. Uh, yikes. Um, but the only one that I think that I still like out of all of these is the fact that they put The Scientist on here by Coldplay. Okay. Um, yep. But, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's old school Coldplay, so it's... Yeah, right, right, right. It's fine. <laughs> it's a sad bop. It is, yeah, which mood. Um... <laughs> It's relatable content. Um, anyways, they email each other back and forth, as they usually do, of her being like, I got the iPad. Wow. I cried. <laughs> like, her usual self. Yeah. Um, they're back to switching titles on the emails because they want us to die, apparently. We find out that she kept the Charlie Tango balloon and had deflated it and put it under her pillow. What the fuck? This bitch is crazy. Because that is a, <laughs> that's the worst Sonic experience that I could ever imagine. Yeah, that just doesn't seem good for your hair. <laughs> was that, did she, was she on some next level ASMR shit, but like before everybody else? Whoa, maybe. Maybe she was on the wave. Holy shit. Whoa. Um, it, she just turns on the iPad and makes a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it. I mean, she goes to sleep, right? So obviously the chapter has to end. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> how you end a chapter. That's hi, welcome. Get this through your thick skull, Allie. <laughs> that's how you end a chapter. Welcome to our masterclass on writing a novel. If you <laughs> need to end a chapter, just have your character fall asleep. That's how writing yeah, works. That's it. That's how you do it. And so that's that's where we end off. Um, next week will be chapters three and four. So great. Um, we have some patrons to thank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you start this week? All right. Damn. Uh, shout out to Shannon Clearwater, who is uh, the British library, the Royal English Library, whatever app <laughs> that's on the iPad. That's very good. Shout out to Katie Weber, who is the person that gasped at Anna at the gallery, being like, oh my god, she's the woman from the photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Shout out to Simon Steele, who is the just the groupies who swarmed Jose. Oh my god! And thought he was just the hottest piece of ass at the gallery. You know they just wanted to get on his Instagram. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm an up and coming. <laughs> I know you do mostly landscapes, but uh, you know we can work something. Out. My pussy could be your landscape. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I'm like, man, what's going to be the title of this episode? And you know what? It's going to be on a silver platter. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that was beautiful. <laughs> I need to make Valentine's. Yeah, dude, yes. All right. I'd pay good money for an Ally Valentine's. You really shouldn't. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> you can't stop me. Maybe we should do that this year. Give our patrons okay. some Valentines. All right. That's planning way too ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see you next fucking February, goons. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So I have a fan fiction this week that I fucking found because I. Our intern just likes to stop working whenever she wants to. <laughs> and, like, sure, we don't pay her, so I guess she's not obligated to give us <laughs> But it still hurts, you know? Does it hurt my feelings every time I don't see a new email from any of you with fan fictions? Yes, it does. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like... Does it hurt when we have to do our jobs? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> does. Um... But it's fine. It's fine. I don't cry about it. Um, this fan fiction <laughs> has 666 words in it. Great. So take that with Can't what say. you will. <laughs> um, this is... <laughs> what? You know, it's been a while since I've told you all to stay hydrated, so this is your moment to just drink a little bit of blood. You know what I mean? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> this is was written by the fan fiction writer Erica the Red, and it's titled One Shade of Jason Taylor. Um, and the summary is Taylor's Musings on Anna Steele, one shot. And it was published on April 4th of 2015. I just can't believe it's 666 words. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's something. It's just a lot. (laughs) All right. I sigh as I remove my watch and tie and start to unbutton my dress shirt. She takes the tie and shirt from me as I sit and begin to remove my shoes and socks. As I remove each item, Gail takes it from me and puts it in its assigned place. Your OCD is showing, dear, I tease. She stoops and kisses my temple. So what is bothering you? I haven't met her, and I have no intentions of going upstairs tomorrow to do so. How do I explain this feeling I have? It's almost protective. The kinky stuff he does has never really bothered me. All of his partners have been very willing participants and have known what they are getting themselves into. This girl is different. She screams innocent. I don't think she has ever had a boyfriend. She is his type physically. She looks like all his other subs, but she doesn't act like them. I pause and look at Gail. She reminds me so much of Sophie, what she will look like in 10 or 15 years. I don't want Mr. Gray to confuse her by putting his effed up garbage in her head. I don't know how she's going to have a normal relationship with someone if this doesn't work out. And I really don't want him to hit the poor girl. She's just a kid, really. And she has that look in her eye. The I'll do anything for you look. I know what you mean. I've seen that look enough times with some of the others. I think she would be good for him. 
He's never had to work for a girl before. I just doubt he's good for her. He's a good man, but he isn't mature enough for a real relationship. And this girl isn't going to be happy with his normal shenanigans. Wow, what are you going to do? Gail asks as she climbs onto the bed beside me and starts to rub my shoulders. I don't know that there is much I can do. She is an adult. I'm tempted to call her father, though. End scene. Wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> That's, yeah, wow. Can you imagine getting a call from Taylor like, Hey, um, I think <laughs> your kid is in a cult. Uh, uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news or anything. Your kid is uh, getting really horny in elevators. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I'd respond. I'd be like, is this a, is this a telemarketer? <laughs> is this a prank? Yeah. <laughs> For real. Well. Wow. As we say in Seattle. Get bit. Get whipped. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone